Welcome to Consults Over Coffee. I'm Dr. Michael Jones. That piece of music is entitled Absinthe and a Cracker from the musical duo of Trey Gunn and Pat Mastelotto, known as Two, T-U. These gentlemen are extremely talented musicians who are constantly exploring and pushing musical boundaries. My prog rock friends will know them from King Crimson, but they've been involved in a wide variety of musical projects over the years. I was fortunate enough to be able to chat with Trey Gunn about his musical career, touch guitar, and the search for our unique original voice. I think you're really going to like this. Check it out. Welcome to another Consults Over Coffee. I'm Dr. Michael Jones, and I am joined tonight by uh, one of my favorite musicians, Trey Gunn. And you are, you're in Seattle right now, right? I am in Seattle, and I'm in Seattle right now. All right. All these things are true. And you, <laughs> I, think, I think most people who would know you probably first came across you through your work with Robert Fripp and yeah. Crimson and the Crimson Projects. I think that's fair to say. But you've got this incredible body of work that you've done. I mean, what about 15? I do. You want, do you want to see it? <laughs> Here's my entire body of work. 40, All one hard drive. 40 years right there, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, I just been I've been digitizing all my audio tapes during the quarantine and now everything's on a little hard drive. I hope you've backed it up. I do. I have five backups and two of them are not in the house. And I'll tell you this amusing thing. I was just uh, uh, traveling a couple of weeks ago and I I'm so uptight about the files like my 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 daughter has a set. My girlfriend has a set. Well, I mean, a set is just one of these. And then I have three copies here at home that I work with when I'm working. I always keep triplicate. And I put, when I go out of town, I stick them in my fire safe just to be safe. And um, I stashed the third one somewhere and I haven't been able to find it. I don't know where I put it, <laughs> but it's going to turn up. It's going to turn up, but I found two of them. So I have four of the five right now. And the other one is, you know, I did a last minute hide, which I should never do. Yeah, if that's the decay curve, man, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Better so, make another copy. So, so yeah, I've done, I've done a lot of different things. Yeah, you, 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 you have, and, and actually you've kind of, I've, I've, you've kind of taken an interesting path because you started out playing piano in Texas as a kid, right? Yeah, yeah piano and then. And, and now primarily um, war guitar and. Yeah, now Chapman I play stick. this. Yeah, I play, I don't play the Chapman stick anymore. I play uh, what's called well, in the family of touch guitars, which is all this tapped style of playing on the, on the fretboard with both hands. That's my technique and I've, I've gone through a couple of well several different instruments um since i really started doing that about 1987 when when i kind of left guitar and bass behind <clears throat> i went to these tapped instruments and i still still play them yeah. were you were you playing bass primarily before you crossed over or i, I think i felt like mostly a bit like the bass was my strongest thing i was also playing guitar and and i had a background in keyboards but i never really um played keyboards in bands or professionally it was just more for recording or or just um writing and just 
it was just it's just kind of it's kind of a tool that I have. I, I enjoy playing the piano, but I don't I don't play it on I, I don't play it on anyone else's records. Let's put it like that. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, bass and and guitar to a degree. And then I started to take guitar a little more seriously when I was uh, began working with with Fripp in the guitar craft school, and then I switched over to this um, super hybrid instrument. That's a this tapping technique is it's it's absolutely unique. It doesn't even though it looks like a guitar, it's not approached like a guitar. So it's a cross between um, like playing percussion, like hand percussion, keyboard and guitar. And because it has bass strings and guitar strings, I don't really think of myself as one or the other anymore. It's just whatever range of the instrument or whatever role I'm, I'm playing in a particular project. Do you, when you, for either, for touch guitar or a Chapman stick, I guess, being a type of touch guitar, right? I mean, yeah, but yeah. the, um, is it is it set up in a sense like a piano sort of left hand right hand for bass? Uh, uh, yes, yes and no, yes and no, yes. The, there's bass strings. There's a group of bass strings. The tr the traditional. I'm making air quotes because everybody's got all the instruments right. kind of custom made and everybody does their own weird thing. But the traditional is the left hand has the bass strings, and then the right hand has the melody strings. And, um, but the thing is the bass strings go quite, because they're tuned in fifths, they go high very quickly. So it's really the, the, the very old school um, uh, Chapman stick playing was you're grabbing bass notes and a couple of chord and chordal notes with the left hand and then the right hand can play melody. I don't play it like that at all. I just, I just look at it as a big giant, giant marimba or in Bira or something. And, and, you know, if I'm in the bass, if, if, if I need to be playing bass now, I bring both my hands down to the bass strings. If I'm playing a solo, I bring both my hands up to the, the the melody side. So that's kind of where I I guess I kind of diverged pretty early on with the traditional path. I'm using air quotes again because it's such an untraditional instrument. But there yeah there is this traditional the the the, the kind of core tradition was almost like you say like a jazz solo jazz pianist and you're yeah. covering chords melody and bass I, I don't play like that i'm not i was never very good at that and i thankfully wasn't interested in it because it felt like i would never actually be that good at that so i kind of went my own way but you've I, what you've been doing it now for what 30 years uh, 34 years more yeah yeah yeah, yeah. wow and we're really just figuring it out. You know, Marcus and I, Marcus Reuter and I, and a partner of mine who, who plays a, his own, he has his own version of this instrument. He calls the touch guitar. That's a, um, a little more streamlined version of what I have. And uh, we have been, you know, we're still diddling with the technique. Probably it, it, it's still got a ways to go to, to, to figure out what's, unique about the way of playing it that's not like a bass and a guitar and, and to get the most out of it it really is its own thing it's just and it yeah just it, really is, it really is you're, you're, you're almost at a disadvantage as a guitar player thinking of it as a guitar you we have to we have to unlearn you how you how you how you approach this the strings but it can be done and 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 marcus has a really great approach for that it, it it's interesting to me because obviously i mean we're, we're we're talking about probably one of the more complex instruments to, to play and to master. Mm. 
And, and, you know, you've clearly done this at a very high level for a very long time. Mm. But, you know, you started out like a lot of people like playing in a band in a high school, right? I mean, uh, absolutely. Punk rock bands, rock bands. Um, you know, actually, one of the ways that I really learned the instrument, um, because for me, it was a kind of a new tuning too. I tune it all in fifths and guitar and bass are generally tuned in fourths. So right. the instrument is tuned like a cello and a, a, a violin. And uh, when I realized the first time I put the instrument on, Robert Fripp let me one of his that he had when I was living in England there. And I put it on, I was like, this is awesome. This is the, this is the thing I've been like trying to do, but I've been on the wrong instrument all this time. And it was amazing. And then about like three or four days later, I started to realize how much work was involved. I was like, <laughs> this is years and years and years. So anyway, the short story of how I actually got myself um, uh, kind of fluid on the instrument, I would say, is the, the word and comfortable putting myself in, in new situations and have it just be my instrument was I was living in New York at the time. I said, well, this is my instrument. And I went on about a hundred auditions for all sorts of bands. And I just showed up with that instrument. I didn't even tell people I was coming with it. I went for bass auditions. I went for guitar auditions. I went for rock band auditions, country Western bands. I went to an Irish band and showed up and they were like, what's going on? And I couldn't, I couldn't, while, although I can read music very well, I didn't really know where all the notes were. So I just, that's, that's how I got that's how I kind of got my footing on it. Was just putting myself in a situation and where you had where you had to play it. Yeah, yeah. Like here we are, you know. And it was the kind of auditions where, like in New York at the time, I don't know what it's like now. There would be like twenty guys in the hallway waiting their turn. Wow. So you go in and you've got like ten or fifteen minutes, and then uh, the next guy's in, you know. So and everyone's listening to you. So it's it's pretty pretty. pretty <laughs> high pressure in a way you know but in another way i just thought i gotta just i gotta put myself in the fire otherwise how 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 what what other choice do i have i'm not going to sit around and practice for 10 years and then come out of the closet i just i'm just going in the fire throw yourself out of the boat yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, how did you get how did you get from punk rocker to touch guitar and basically pretty high, I mean, prog rock. I mean, like- Yeah, King Crimson. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. How, how, what was, how? Well, I guess, um, I just kind of, I mean, there were no, um, I mean, doors opened along the way, but they weren't, they, it was very, very progressive ha 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 it was a very was, actually i feel like my career was a very slow gentle gentle ascend and then descend and then ascend ascend descend but um it wasn't there i didn't have an early explosion i wasn't a young i didn't have a hit record when i was 19 or 20 i've never had a hit prodigy record. yeah i never i've never had a gold record so I, I i just kind of i just kind of moved from situation to situation and um you know, I, I, I don't know, I practiced and trained myself. And, and when I wasn't um, working with somebody else, I was working on my own stuff, 
you know, which is still the case. It, it's interesting. It seems like a pretty big pivot to move from the world of punk rock to King Crimson. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, in a certain way, yes, um, I get, I get it in a certain way, but, um, you know, because the punk um, aesthetic is, I don't, no, I don't know what I'm doing and I don't care. <laughs> and I'm going to shout at you what I'm doing, you know, uh, but there's also a lot of attitude. Like if you don't have the attitude, you're not doing it. And, and, and that's, that's, that's really what makes rock music its thing. I think it's not, it's the attitude. If you don't, you have to bring an attitude into the music and, and Crimson has that in spades. It's just, um, it's just very specific characteristics in the music. And um, it's a very involved process of making the music because you're not just, um, and, and, and I had a lot of experience with this kind of strategy myself you're not just um, bringing your weird instrument and playing this weird music. You're actually building every every element of the music kind of from scratch. You're building the rhythmic language. You're, you're building the harmonic language, the, the, the melodic language and the sounds. You're, you're not pulling anything off the shelf and saying, oh, this is how you do it. You're, 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 you're kind of starting with uh, a couple of general precepts and then building all the language from scratch <laughs> is the best way to, best way well, to say. And, and that's, the, that's, I think, the thing for me to kind of go, okay, how do you get from punk rock to that, which is punk rock? I mean, what's the, uh, you know, a couple chords, a lot of attitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, exactly. and, and, yeah. and this, you know, if music is math, I look at, at prog rock and prog rock specifically, Crimson, the stuff that you do as being this kind of calculus. In, in, in a certain way, yeah, 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 certainly rhythmically. Um, but also, um, you know, and you can, there's been a lot of different guys in Crimson, and not everybody takes the same approach that I did and, and, and that Robert does. And probably my approach is, has a lot of affinity with, with Robert's in terms of. Um, looking at chord, how the chords are made up and choosing what kinds of chords and how you're going to make your chords. I, I don't know that Adrian thinks that way, um, you know, it, but that's, that's fine. And, and I'm sure Greg Lake didn't think that way. Um, but I, I do kind of tend to approach maybe more like a classical music, musician when it comes to um, what kind of materials are you going to work with? But that's, you, you have, you have a degree in classical composition. Right? Yeah, I do. I mean, I do. not that they're like, oh, well, that's why you're why you do what you do, but right. I mean, no, it's more the other way around. I wanted to study so I could figure out. I, I mean, the reason why I wanted to study music was because I thought if if you're going to be a writer, you would want to know how grammar works, and then you could, right. you know. And so that's that's all it was for me. That and also I wanted to learn. Like, why does Stravinsky sound like this? What's what's going on? And why is Bartok like this? And so I was curious about the classical, the big classical pieces. So I I, I did study um, that, and it certainly helped my. It helped and hindered. You know, it's a it's a it's everything's a double edged sword. It all depends on how you use it. Yeah, absolutely. It's either a guidepost or or a constraint. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. That's, so, and, and so to that same- no, I, I only say that in that it's not, I, there's no way is that necessary. You know, Adrian didn't go to college for music and he rocks it, you know? And so it's just, that, that's just my pathway. Pat, Pat Masolato didn't do the same thing. Tony Levin did, but I don't think he, he um, you know, he ended up kind of doing a more going into the jazz world. I don't know. You know, Tony played with Stravinsky. Did he really? Yeah, Stravinsky came and conducted once when he was in the symphony orchestra at at, uh, at his school. But anyway, there's you know, I, I'm just throwing that out there. It's not a, it's certainly not essential to be a part of music as complicated as you as people hear it. Yeah, well, and I think that's the thing, and and this kind of gets to the other concept. And one of the things I, I really I think is is an important thing. You 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 have the idea of your uh, this concept of original voice. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's your 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 teaching program, your yeah, coaching yeah, program. Coaching program. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you want to comment on that a little bit? I mean, I think it, it's important stuff for folks. Yeah. How shall I comment about it? Um, I guess I'll, I'll tell you my, my personal biases. Um, and, um, you know, one of the things that I did when I was, one of the risks that I went through when I was studying music in college was that, and especially once I got into the composition program, was that I realized that um, I was kind of writing to my teacher's biases and that really I, I just was trying to figure out what the rules were and pretty quick pretty early on I realized oh you know the, they would say oh we don't do this or we don't do this kind of chord or we don't use this and I was like oh that's weird because you know I was just playing a gig the other night and we did that. <laughs> so, so what I decided to do in order to not get too infected by it, because I still wanted to do the work and I just wanted to practice writing and writing was I started to make a list of all the biases, you know, or the, the rule book, which is basically you, you're assigned a composition teacher and they're going to approve you or not. So you can't be too rap, you know, you, you, you have to fit you know, so I, I started making a list of all these biases. So anyway, some of my biases of in terms of, of original voice, I think that um, there's a val- there's a value in doing your own thing and finding your own your own way. You, you know, regardless of um, what your friends or your family or your culture thinks. <laughs> um, and I totally get. I totally understand um, a musician wanting to become a, a, a Texas swing guitar player or a jazz bassist or a, um, a klezmer a clarinetist. I totally get it. But for me, that's just not um, what I personally value. And I feel like um, um, there's, a, there's a value to kind of not pulling a, a, a curriculum or a style or a genre off the shelf and, and um, having that be your thing. And, and although that's a great way to get flexible as a musician on your instrument, you know, I'm going to do jazz guitar now, or, and, and I've done all these different things as well, but I feel like there's a virtue in uh, um, finding your own way. And um, so much so that that's kind of how I, that's kind of what I coach to. I mean, people come to me with, with all sorts of different issues. Um, they can be creative blocks or technical questions about the instrument or technical questions about rhythm or 
um, this and that. But for me, I'm, I'm kind of always coaching to, um, what do you want to do? What do you really want to do? And how do we, how do, how do you make a plan to get there? Which for me is the, 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 why I actually use this, uh, this term, a coaching model instead of a teaching model. For me, a teaching model is I have secrets that you want to know <laughs> and now I show them to you. And, and I came to this coaching model and I taught for many years, um, very unsuccessfully. Like people would come to me and ask, ask me what to do and I would tell them what to do as a teacher and they would go away and I'd never see them again. I was like, huh, okay. <laughs> but then once I got this coaching model in my head, which is, um, it's not about what I know, because how silly is it for me to show you what I do and you start doing what I do? I'm 30 years ahead of you. I'm better at it than you will ever be. Okay, maybe there's some things, little things you want to learn that I have that I know. But really, the question is, what, where are you going to go? Where does your voice want to go? What's your, what are the things that interest you? Where, where are you curious about? What's your, what's your pathway there? So that's kind of where this this thing originally, you know. And and when I was growing up, there was always this, there was always this, um, this thing of trying to be original. You know, how, like the most original bands were the most exciting bands. I don't know what it's like for a young musician anymore, but that does not feel like what's in the atmosphere anymore. And so almost what's in the atmosphere is kind of, it's not, it's not so harsh as everything's been done. There's so many musicians, amazing musicians doing everything everywhere. How could I possibly offer something unique? Well, we can, actually all of us can. It's just a matter of um, finding the, the, the toolbox that really fits your thing and not not um, not just not just um, kind of reactively grabbing tools yeah you know and, and when I say tools I mean chords or, or, or whatever I mean it could be that you're not interested in chords for a long time I wasn't interested in harmony at all I was just interested in in in, in, in modes and 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 rhythm and that's totally legit and, and you should be you should follow whatever it is follow it up you know i have a drummer who works with me who just started working with rhythm for for a long time that's cool yeah it it so that's kind of a that, that it's a big discussion but that's kind of the the background of that that you can find your own you know your own voice in a certain way how could you not find it well, the only way you can kind of lose it is to get distracted by everything outside of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And but I think it is. It, it's 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 also kind of a moving target. I mean, right? Who, who Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's where it becomes tricky. And that's where it really does help having a coach. And I wish I had my own coach actually for that, because it 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 is a moving target and there's never you 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 your how how I tend to look at it is like there's if you're really a, um, this kind of a musician and it's a it's kind of a specialized thing to 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 say I'm gonna um, walk away from a lot of stuff. Well, I don't know if you know this guitarist Wayne Krantz. Do you know Wayne Krantz? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Wayne's a perfect example. He had these amazing bebop chops chops and he walked away from them in order to find his own thing and he never would have found it if he hadn't walked away from his bebop chops. So it's a, there's a little bit of that, you know, like he, he could play guitar really well, 
but then he wanted to find his own thing and he kind of had to close the door to some stuff. So that's a, that's a, um, that can be a challenge. You know, it's uh, funny. I, I had this conversation with, with a, a friend of mine last night. We were, we were listening to, um, I'm black on his name, but it, it, it was, I was like, like Johnny A, who is a guitarist up in Boston, who, who was, was commercially doing very well in a, very, in a more traditional path. Mm-hmm. And then kind of went, nah, you know what? He really just kind of went off and did this instrumental guitar thing and it's really good, but it's, he gave up. I mean, he turned his back on commer- a lot of commercial success. Yeah, yeah. But to pursue what's more honest to him. Right, right, right. You know, and, and that's, that is, the, that's, that's that's the punishment. That's the punishment that comes. Tough, it could be a tough decision. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, the truth is, um, you know, there are innovators who become very successful, but at least in the culture nowadays, people really want. They say they want creative leaps from their musicians, but really they want to hear something they already are familiar with. That, that's a gross exaggeration, but it's it's. It's, it's very true that um, this path that I'm talking about doesn't necessarily guarantee you <laughs> uh, success, although it's a way to, it's a way to, um, it is the way to find the unique, you know, to find a unique sound, you know. And, and it, it doesn't prohibit you from taking, you know, the country music gig that no, pays no. pretty well and, and yeah. lets you do the other stuff. It's just, yeah. right, yeah. I mean. Yeah. I, I think, you know, one, I think people in the community a lot of times, certainly, and I know a lot of folks who are sort of daunted by the idea of learning to play an instrument, learning to paint, trying to write creatively, whatever. And, and the, the concepts that you're putting out there really apply to whether it's someone at your level or whether it's someone, some, some, kid at home going, you know what, I want to, I want to be a bass player. Or, 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 or any art form. Yeah. The, the truth is any art form, you know, you have to, you have to, um, you have to learn how to play in your, in your field. You have to choose what your field is and then you have to learn how to play. That's no different when we were like five. Yeah. And, and it's in, it's in that play where you um i don't know something happens that you're not thinking up and then the 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 question is now do you is that enough for you for a lot of people that is enough you know but if you want to make something from it now it becomes a little trickier or you it it becomes more complex becomes more complex how do you how do you bring stuff from the playroom into the, the 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 workshop and let me so let me let me flip this around. So I I suspect I would imagine that when you were, you know, first playing in bands, did you just have those moments where you were like, "This is just it. It doesn't. This is is this. It doesn't get any better than this." Uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Do you still have those moments? Uh. Yeah. Yeah. It's different. It's different. You know. And it's you know it's it's uh. The thing is, when you're young and you're playing loud music with your friends, it's all pretty awesome. 
Yeah. You know, um, you know, I, I, I'm a professional. So then I have, so it's a, it's a little bit, um, different, not because I'm packaging consumer wise, but because I'm putting a frame around stuff. So there's a whole craftsman to, you know, taking the pieces of music, producing them, putting the right frame in it, and then putting them out into the world. They're all different. I, I call them like different hats or different rooms that you, that you work in. And um, there's, there's a, I don't want to say there's a lot less rejoicing than when you're just in a punk rock band cranking up your amp, but it's, you know, it's, it's, um, you, 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 you rejoice in small ways along the way and then you're done with it. And then you then you really have a party. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, cause I just kind of think anything you do for at a high intensely for a long period of time, the wow factor kind of fades. Well, you can't, you can't run on that very long. I think, yeah. thing, you know, I mean, you do have to have enthusiasm what you're about what you're doing, but you also, and you want to feel good about it, but you also um, want to be able to work an idea, even if, um, even if it doesn't have those elements, you know, you know, and sometimes you have to work, sometimes you have to work some kind of um, some ideas that are just, you know, they're kind of average. They're not ones that you can see the whole pathway or you don't know where it's going, but you have to keep going until something falls into place. You know, and that's maybe even a better example. Like you just need to keep working with it, even though you, you, you don't know where it's going and maybe you abandon it eventually, or maybe it falls, maybe it's just hasn't found its right place yet. Uh, but you don't want to lose the eye. You, you don't. You don't want to abandon it early because it needs something. But it. You don't. You know what I mean. You're. You're. Right. You're so well, you're tracking it. So sometimes you come back to it six months later or whatever, and you go. Oh. 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 <laughs> Twenty years later. Twenty years later. I have. I mean, I have ideas and scraps of paper that I could. I could run with. And you know. And then you get the more you. The thing is, the more what you spend your time doing you get better at so in in a certain way i could take any of my old crappy ideas and make something that's pretty good a good idea you get something better but um yeah you get you know you get flexible and and uh, or sometimes you just need the right collaborator that's the other thing that's awesome about music that's different than i think more of the solitary arts like writing or, or painting um you know you you have an idea but it just you're just you're not with the right collaborator for it so you just kind of hang around until you Oh, you know what would work with us? This. Let's try this. Yeah, it has to fall on fertile ground, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's you know, I think that's it's it's interesting that it's clear that you still obviously it's not a grind. I mean, some days it's probably oh, it's a grind. It's yeah. a grind sometimes. Or you know what I like to tell people? I had some of my coaching clients that I've had on and off for 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 many years. They're like, when is it going to get? easier like is this is this is really a slog i was like you know what guys it doesn't get easier it actually doesn't get easier <laughs> you know there, there's a great quote um greg lamont the american cyclist right <laughs> it's what he used to say he goes it doesn't get easier you just get faster yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, just, yeah yeah i mean it's it's just there's there's parts of the work you know sometimes it's sometimes it 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 goes faster or it feels easier but i mean writing crimson music is is it's really really challenging yeah didn't you just do a bunch of kings and uh, crimson transcriptions 
Did you finish that? Uh, yes. I have a transcriber who's done most of the work. I, I did all the tabs. And yeah, we transcribed, uh, well, we did the Thrack record a couple of years ago, but then we just did the whole Discipline era band with the Discipline beat and Three of a Perfect Pair. And uh, yeah, that's a piece of work. That is a grind. And I'm, I wasn't the transcriber, you know, I was, I just had, but I had to do all the, the tabs and we had help and, and, uh, and, and stuff. But, uh, that's a massive project. Yeah. You know, you, you, that's the kind of thing where you commit to it or not. And if you commit to it, then you just deal with everything that comes along the way and do the best you can. Wow. You know, it's like they say about filmmaking that it's, it's uh, the movie's over when the deadline hits. <laughs> that's how long you get to work on it and then you have to let it go no that's true that's true well, there's a I think it, it's a, a Picasso quote about finished what's finished to say mm. something is finished is to say it's dead mm -hmm. nothing's ever really finished mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? well you know we at least have um, we, there's, a, there's a putting out of the audio of course you can change it again as we do and and actually one of the things i'm going to do with my old recordings is i'm going to do some remixing you know i want to remix a lot of my stuff in quad because it sounds so much better in quad than it does in stereo oh that's cool so you know but uh yeah so you're you're what, what are you up to these days are you getting ready to go on the road or are you playing locally um uh, obviously i've been in hiding like everyone else and archiving my stuff uh the next particular thing I'm doing is I'm going up to the uh, the three of a perfect pair King Crimson camp in Woodstock with uh, Tony Levin and Adrian Ballou and Pat Mastelato and uh, I'm going to be teaching up there and then we're going to do a couple of shows at the camp and then uh, a show in, in Woodstock. Um, I'm working on a solo record. I am running my record label. I have a record label 7D Media and now a sister label, Third Star Records. And I'm coaching musicians. And then in the fall, I do, uh, for the last five, this will be the fifth year, I've, fourth or fifth year, I, I've been, I do an extended um, uh, teaching, a group teaching course on the study of modes and, and hearing and playing and improvisation that I do uh, over the course of nine weeks with, well, last year we had about a hundred people, so. I was one of them. Shows, shows are not, uh, uh, you know, here and there. I'm not, I'm not booking any tours at the moment. Yeah, it's still everybody's really excited to be back out playing, but I think it's also it's a little dodgy. It's you a know, dodgy. it's actually, you know, like two weeks ago, I wouldn't have said that, but this week, I'm like, you know what? It's a little dodgy. My friend yeah. in Mexico just caught COVID. He he was vaccinated. You know. Yeah. It's not, uh, it may not be that bad, but I still don't want it. <laughs> no, exactly. So, so we're, we're really pretty much at our, at our, our limit here. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I just, the other question, I, I just wanted to, to pose one final thing, which is you've, you've had a very successful career in the arts. Would you recommend that to other people? I mean, oh, absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, I recommend the work, but not a not a not as a professional life. Nah, nah, nah. It's so much. It's so hard now, uh, and it's so precarious. I mean, if you if you 
I look at it the other way, which is um, wh what do you want to do? And if you if you have a musical path that you're interested, the question isn't um, how do I become successful at it? The question really is how do I organize my life so that I get to do it? Right. That might mean that you have to become a professional or most likely nowadays a semi-pro. But that probably means, and especially as a semi-pro, that means you have to have a, not just a B career, but a, a, you know, a side career or a career, you know, and, and this is what you do in the, in the cracks. And that quite possibly is, I think it's the future for better or worse, you know, the, 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 um, but, but also it could actually be, um, uh, it can be frustrating, but it also could can be um, more liberating because there's not the pressure on the the, 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 the work to to sustain you and and um, there's can be there can be another an extra element of freedom yeah yeah sorry guys <laughs> I mean you know you, you you try you 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 might be one of the lucky lottery winners but you know a lottery winner nowadays is pretty uh, it's not that it's rare. It's it's more of a um, um, you know you might have something that you could sustain professionally for a while. Yeah. You know, I, you know there's a lot of different paths. I'm not I'm not an expert on it, but uh, my 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 concern, my my interest and concern is that musicians make cool music. Does that mean that they have to be pros? Not at all. Not at all anymore. You know, we used to think that, like, like be able to just spend all day doing it, it's going to make you better. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Yeah, be efficient. So, well, thank you. I appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, it was fun. Fun. And, uh, yeah, this has been Consults Over Coffee. I'm Mike Jones. This is Trey Gunn, and we'll be back in another week. Cheers. <laughs>